Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber and the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Today's podcast is uh, briefly looking at the subject of social media and um, gaining our healing from social media. So uh, I've entitled it Social Media Gurus, um, but it, you know, any title will suffice when it comes to looking at how we navigate social media in terms of our self-care and our healing rituals. When I started out as a healer um, over 15 years ago, social media was not what it is now. So I think you only had, I think Facebook had just kind of started, um, but we didn't, we didn't sort of have the explosion um, of social media that we have now. So when I started out healing, I had a website and um, at some point I got business cards, but mostly it was word of mouth. And I found that the connections that were made through word of mouth, both with other healers and practitioners and also with clients and students, seemed to have an element of magic to them. And what I mean by that is the ancient um, tried and tested formula of finding one's healer that our ancestors will have undertaken is one where we get a calling. We get a calling for needing something to change in our lives, something that we want to hear. Um, as they say, um, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so we, we get this calling. We have this desire. I want to heal myself. I want to learn. And we put our prayer or our intention out into the universe. And we get guided in some way, you know, whether it's uh, we hear of someone or we just get guided. We just decide to leave our house and, and travel and see what happens. Now, this is what our, in many ways, our, this is what our ancestors did. So, yes, they would have had healers in community often, but sometimes the healer in community would have lived, I mean, more than often than not, would have lived outside of community. So they would undertake a journey to get to their healer or their, their mystic, their seer. And it's part that, that journey, that undertaking of that journey is part of the process. And in that is a learning within itself. And there's something very beautiful about the ritual of traveling to our healer or our mystic. And so before the explosion of social media, we kind of had that. I remember telling stories to students of mine about how clients would find me. And the synchronicity was often really beautiful. I remember one client telling me that... Um, they had been trying to find um, a shamanic healer and they didn't really know who to go with. You know, who, they'd found a few healers, but they just didn't know which was the right healer for them. I think they'd seen my business card um, somewhere and then found my website and they had a couple of other websites that they were looking at. So they put a prayer out, basically. They just put an intention out to be guided to the healer that was right for them. And this client said that they, one afternoon, went out into their garden and their attention was drawn to something. And there on the pathway was a small amber stone, um, which had obviously they'd never seen anything like that before. This random piece of amber had found its way to their path. And they said they picked up the stone and they knew immediately who they needed to see for the healing. And it and everything worked out and it all lined up and it was a very synchronistic, beautiful um, experience, that session that we had. And I love hearing stories of like that because it 
it, it always indicates to me that I'm on the right path as a healer. Uh, people, when people are synchronistically drawn to me and I'm not having to lure them in because I did a promotion or I, you know, I offered 50% off or, you know, whatever. They came to me because it was a calling of the spirit and it means that our work is aligned and, and, and where I'm at is aligned. And I really still believe in that ancient principle of that alignment with with what is meant for us, what will assist us, will cross our path in some way or we will be guided to it. So with social media, there is, there is the, the benefits are that so much is accessible. And I think one of the wonderful things about social media is you can hook up and connect with people all around the world and make some really great connections for your creative project, your healing, for support. It's all beautiful. Um, it's also really great if you have something that you want to gather momentum, like a cause that you believe in. And it's great for information. When I um, switched to veganism, I found that a lot of social media accounts were really useful for me in terms of recipes and just kind of staying on track. But the other thing that it does, which possibly isn't so great, is it sort of, it tends to dilute and frazzle and kind of overwhelm our our in innate intuitive knowing so we can be swayed by the the number of um video clips that are out there or free offers or free meditations or happy pictures of people on social media and we can be swayed into believing that this is the right healer teacher for us because they've got a great account or a great website or they've just marketed themselves very well i have said this in other podcasts and it is sort of an open secret in the healing community but I do think it's one that needs to be burst uh, or released is that there are there are lots of healers will often go to gurus marketing gurus that especially work with healers and spiritual teachers who take you through a series of things that you can do in order to gain more clients and they're just marketing tools I've never really been on the I've never been on one of these courses so um I know of them through the the information that I've um, come across, the information that I've been given in other courses that I've done, um, often courses that you do around, you know, abundance or tapping into your potential. There is an aspect that will come in where your teacher or your healer starts talking about how they got their, you know, how they made their first million um, from healing work. And then you start to see that what's actually happened is it's a very... Um, concerted program, a little bit like a, a marketing um, campaign that you get when a new film comes out or uh, a new TV series hits or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's a very concerted PR campaign that goes out to get as many people as possible interested in this, in this new product. And it's successful because it works on people's emotions and their sensibilities on lots of different levels. Um, and because it's using a knowledge of basic human psychology and also a knowledge of, of basic marketing principles, which are that you know your target audience, you know, what are you selling and who are you selling it to and why would they be interested in you? And the thing that healers and teachers are always told by marketing gurus is you need to sell your story to your audience so your audience will want to have the life that you have. 
And I think this works remarkably well. And at times in my life when I've been lost and confused and in pain and wanting to, you know, find that next workshop, that healer, that teacher to assist me, I've bought into that. You know, I've bought into the story, oh, you know, this person went through this, that and the other and they came out the other side and look at their life now and that's what I want. And without hesitation, I would sign up for something. The other things that also help are, you know, free video clips, free kind of... Um, audio conferencing, hangouts, um, free meditations, things that are just kind of free that get you kind of uh, connected into the energy of this person. And once you've had a taste for it, for free, you're going to want more. And you'll pay a little bit more now because you've got a taste for it. Um, what also happens is sort of concerted campaigns when there's a new product that's being launched. Once you join a mailing list or something like that, you'll get a steady stream of emails and a steady stream of promotional emails to try and get you to sign up to something. Now, when I was at a certain level of my uh, journey in terms of where I was uh, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, this kind of stuff worked for me. You know, the campaigns worked. I waited for the next free video or the next free training. Um, I waited for the next free meditation. And then when we got to crunch time and it was, you know, sign up for this six month course or sign up for this, um, this, this, uh, this membership to this, um, this website or whatever, I would do it. And I, and I remember spending a fair amount of money, you know, on a lot of these courses. And some of them assisted me and the vast majority kind of didn't. But I learned a lot along the way. You know, I learned about what works and what doesn't work. And I also learned the greatest lesson, which was that a lot of those answers were already in me. And if I'd actually just saved some of my money and taken that time to work with maybe one healer or one teacher um, and then really done the homework, I probably would have gained a lot more than what I was doing, which was scattergunning. And what social media does is it makes it very easy for us to scattergun. It makes it very easy for us to dip in here and dip in there and try this and try that without ever really committing to anything or seeing it through to its completion. So these are just simple marketing techniques that we're bombarded with on social media in a way that we wouldn't have been bombarded and weren't bombarded, you know, 15 20 years ago because social media wasn't what it was. You know, we might have got a flyer or you might have got some stuff in the post, but it's very different when you get some stuff in the post to when you're getting it on your email and your phone and text message and your social media accounts. It's a, it's a steady bombardment, whether we're aware of it or not. And this idea that we buy into the life of the healer or the teacher, that we want what they have, 99.9% .9 of the time I've come to realize is a myth. Um, some of the healers that sell this idea, these teachers, that their life is evolved and it's and it's sorted. It's a myth because it's never evolved and it's never sorted. Um, there'll always be an issue. There'll always be that grain of sand. There'll always be something that we wish to work on or need to work on. And a lot of the healers, you know, having been in the industry for a long time, a lot of these healers and teachers that are telling you that they're living a certain life, I know as a fact that they're not, and I know what their what their pains are, I know what they're working through, and I'd rather they were honest and said, I'm just as screwed up as the next person, but I just choose to do this job because it gives me joy and I'm rather good at it. Um, 
And I'd rather work with a healer or a teacher who said that to me than one who kind of pretended to me that they were all sorted and their life was perfect. So we're often fed an image that isn't necessarily true. It's, you know, photos have gone through however many filtration systems. Videos have been edited often by professional crew. There's nothing real, really, about it. It's getting more and more slick these days to the point where we're losing touch with what is truth. And so we start to think that if something is messy or that website isn't finessed or the healer has, um, I don't know, doesn't have the best clothes on or isn't wearing the, the most healery type clothes or the most spiritual looking um, eye makeup, that they're not the right person for us. And we're slowly being indoctrinated and it's a very dangerous thing. And it's one to be mindful of. So my invitation is... Is a, Well, there's a few invitations, you know, I would invite you to be very choosy about the accounts that you follow on social media. I know that when we're seeking, we can sometimes reach out a lot, but really tune into your gut, your intuition. So when you go on a website or a social media account, don't buy what you're being sold, like don't buy the words. Try and feel beyond that into the energy of what you're being sold. Um and ask yourself, are you being sold something or is something being shared with you? Now, there's a big difference between the two. So um, being sold something is is almost like you're being lured in. It has an addictive quality to it. And we live in a very addictive uh, society, a very addictive world. That's why we have the planet that we have right now, because we've not been able to curb our desires and our desires are taking over the planet and actually causing us a lot of pain and suffering. But we don't realize it because we feel addicted to the things that are destroying us and destroying this planet. So addiction has a very different energy to actually feeling that something is being shared with you. If something is being shared with you, like a service or some information, hopefully you'll feel elevated by that sharing, but you won't feel like you need more obsessively. You might want to type in again, but it, it doesn't feel like your life depends on it. Now, when we get a calling to something, I believe that that's a kind of knocking you know, like often a calling to work with a healer or a teacher from me is a knocking, is a kind of insistence, like a friend tapping you on the shoulder going, hey, you just want to look in that direction. And that's different from addiction, which is an which is an all-encompassing, overwhelming need that if this thing doesn't happen, if you don't get that healing, if you don't sign up for that workshop, if you don't book that course, it's going to be the worst thing you ever did. And often the marketing ploys are selling you that energetically. So we're being sold. It's, it was rife, and I don't know what it's like now, but it was rife in sort of the twin flame marketing in the community a few years ago that if you don't buy this course, if you don't listen to these meditations or come to this workshop, you're never going to come into harmonious union with your twin flame. And people easily bought into that out of pure desperation rather than taking a breath and stepping back and actually questioning why anything would mean life or death you know, uh, that why anything would be such an absolute. And that if we're st stepping into something, if we're purchasing something or stepping into a relationship with a healer or a teacher, and we feel that if we don't do this, life is going to stop for us, we need to question where we've given our power away. And what often happens is that there is a very easy, very effortless surrendering of power on our part as the as the client to the healer or the teacher. And the authentic healer and teacher 
won't take that power from you. They'll just bat it back to you. They won't want it. They don't need it because they have enough of their own. But the vampiric healers and teachers, of which there are thousands out there, some of them know that they're doing it and the vast majority don't know that they're doing it because they're acting out of their own unresolved woundings and aren't keeping their energy field very clear. So they actually think that they're doing you know, the work of the angels or the work of some starseed, but in fact it's the work of their ego. Um, they will very readily take your power from you and tell you, yes, the only way is theirs. Yes, you need that next healing, that next workshop, that next attunement, that next book, that next meditation. The, the best healers and teachers that I've worked with have not done that. You know, they've not done that with me. They've, um, they've curbed things. They've been really honest. They've kind of said, well, you don't need to see me for another however many weeks or, you know, I think our work is done. Um, those of you that know the website, know my work, have worked with me, um, know that I offer the core wound uh, he he healing uh, sessions and the life purpose sessions. And they run for four and six sessions respectively. And then after that, we're done. Um, so I'm not trying to reel people in after those four or six sessions. Our time is kind of done. And yes, there are follow-ups if people are interested in following up with me. And there is there are other directions that we can go in and other work that can be done. And the distance healing is always there. And, you know, the phone calls are always there um, for, the, for the kind of coaching work. But I'm not endlessly trying to sell something. And sometimes I think maybe that's not great business and I'm not evolving um, like everyone else, but everything seems to be evolving at such a horrific rate that I feel the danger of that is that we're losing the authenticity of healing. And what we're getting is a lot of fast food healing rather than the real deal. The truth of healing is that it takes its time. It doesn't happen because we listen to a meditation or we you know, follow a course that will have an effect. It will plant a seed. But if you're looking to heal deep-seated stuff, it's not going to go away overnight as much as we all wish that it could. It takes concerted work on your part, on the work, on the part of your teacher or your healer or whoever is assisting you. That takes time, that takes patience, that takes strength, that takes integrity. So social media is great, I think, for getting a lot of very quick information. But how we digest it is down to us and how we respond to that explosion of information is down to us. We can either get caught up in the maelstrom of it or we can try and find a different rhythm. And actually when we try and find that, that different rhythm, we set our own rhythm. And often that rhythm will be something that is far more in sync with the planet. We can see that our desire to... To, uh, to, to have our needs met at the cost of anything, our desire to have our, our needs immediately satiated has led us to this place where our planet is dying. If we didn't demand certain foods, if we didn't demand crops and clothes and uh, electricity and information 24-7, at our beck and call, rather than living in harmony with the planet and the way the planet works in a cyclical nature, we wouldn't be destroying the very planet that is our home and feeling the effects of that. It's our desire to have our needs immediately satiated, which is an addictive tendency that is leading to destruction of the planet and ourselves. And it will also have very limited impact when it comes to our healing journeys. 
if we can work in harmony with ourselves and our own healing process, um, including being aware of moments in our lives when we need to integrate and moments in our lives when we need to be still and reach out, including being aware that sometimes the journey to healing will ask you to take an actual journey to your healer, whether they are in this country or another country, or may very well ask you to, to actually make some sacrifices or have some kind of preparation in place. If we're not prepared to do that, our healing will have very limited efficacy. If we want our healing to happen at the touch of a button, we're going to be living in a world of delusion. Um, and the world of delusion and Maya will keep accelerating because they will keep being in demand for it. But those of us that are on truly a path of gnosis know that the path of gnosis is not about immediacy. The path of gnosis is about going deeper within and often slowing down and often not being part of the collective, to be in the world but not of the world. And so I think my invitation in terms of social media gurus and teachers is to be aware of it, be in the world but not of it, is to question, is to use your discernment and is to trust your instinct and if, if something feels like it's too good to be true, it probably is. If something feels like it's too quick, you know, listen to this activation and you will ascend. Listen to this activation and you will meet your twin flame. And then you see 30 testimonials saying, oh my God, it happened. It's amazing. Question it. Question who these testimonials are from. Like Question the authenticity of the people who are presenting an image to you. Always question, as the Buddha said, question everything. And it's really important that we do that, not to a level where we isolate ourselves, but to a level where we ask ourselves and the other healthy questioning that helps us get ever, ever closer to the truth that is going to be of assistance to us in our journey. For those of you that are interested, my website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I offer sacred union work, core wound healing work, life purpose work, and one-to-one -one, uh, coaching and healing calls that can be booked as and when. So they're a kind of ad hoc service. There's also a service there for readings, and there's plenty of meditations that you can dive into if they call to you, as well as a YouTube channel. Um, I do have some social media pages that I very rarely frequent, um, I find that this desire for free stuff doesn't really match the vibration of what I'm offering. Um, but if something there calls to you, um, I hope it will assist you. Uh, any uh, questions, any queries, uh, any comments about these podcasts, always feel free to drop me a line. The email address is also on the website, which is amber at sacredspacehealing.org. Until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.